to the Funkaholics Podcast. Welcome to the Funkaholics Podcast, a podcast that loves to take a walk down memory lane when it comes to collecting and talking stories. This is the place where we talk everything and anything in the collector world and what we love. In today's episode, we are going to follow up on Kingdom. So last week's episode, guys, we introduced you to all the characters, and now we are going to get into season one. I have my Kingdom fanatic here with me, Angela, joining us today. Hello, Funkaholics. (laughs) What's going on, Angela? Oh, gosh, I am just so excited to start this episode. There's just so much. Tell me about it. And... Guys, in this episode, we're going to be dropping to you 10 episodes. We're not going to go episode for episode, but what we're going to do for you guys is we are going to basically give you like a rundown of favorite episodes, favorite parts, you know, different things like that. But everything that went on in season one. Yeah, season one. (laughs) I'm a little too excited here, so I'm getting ahead of myself. Angela, you and I talked earlier and you dropped some news on us. So please share. I did. I was so excited. So on our last episode, we talked about what can we do to get this show back on? And I said, what do we need to do? Do we need to send a petition? I mean, what is it? Well, I went ahead and I got on my Twitter account and hold behold, at Annie Fitness tweeted a petition link. She says, Kingdom is the best show I've watched all year. I need more of Navy Street Boys. Please, Netflix, revive American television show. Hashtag kingdom. Sign the petition. Jeannie McLean started this petition on change.org. And she started this about three weeks ago. I went ahead and I signed it. They're asking about 500 votes. I don't know if 500 votes starts getting Netflix thinking, hey, let's get the show back on. Or if 500 votes gets Netflix attention to put it on bid. The last time I saw they had 291 votes. This show, like we talked about on the last episode, just got on Netflix July 1st. 291 votes. All of the tweets out there. I mean, people are going nuts. They are binge watching. I went ahead. Of course, as you all know, the writer to this show, his name is Byron Velasco. I reached out to Byron, the mastermind of this amazing show. And I asked him, I said, Byron, is this true? If we signed this petition... Can we get season four? And he replied and said, it cannot hurt. So get out there, guys. Start voting. I don't know if all of you or any of you have looked, but Kingdom has their official merch out as well. Jonathan Tucker went ahead and tweeted on the 31st of July. Kingdomofficial.shop. Get your Navy Street gear merch, guys. It's up there. Guys, and I got to see the merch. Angela shared the the link with me. It's awesome. I know I'm going to be guilty, and I will probably get out there just like Angela and order some gear just so that we can rock it because we love this show. We absolutely love it. Can't say any more about it. We are going to be putting that change.org link on the Funkaholics Instagram and the Funkaholics Twitter. Yes, we have Twitter. Uh, like I said, I keep saying Facebook will be coming soon and it is in the works. I'm just getting a couple of kinks knocked out and we'll be ready to rock and roll on that. But guys, like Angela said, get those votes out there. Let's make season four. Let's do it. Byron Belasco is already giving us the hint just by what he responded to Angela. So can't say enough. I'm get excited. out there and do it. God damn it. 
<laughs> yes, just vote. Also, <laughs> at the Kingdom Official dot shop merch, you can get Navy Street masks. Ooh. So yeah, I ordered a hat. I ordered a mask, and I ordered a shirt. Nice, very nice. I'm excited. I got, I got to get one with Jonathan Tucker's ass. I just got to get one where you know he's. <laughs> You know, where he's where he's rocking the ass like we see in season one. <laughs> and his speedos. <laughs> yes. Yes. With half of his ass sticking out. Right. <laughs> On that, we should toast to his ass. <laughs> uh, you know how we do it here in the Funkaholic? So we always do a toast right before we get down and dirty. So, Angela. Salute. Salute to another great episode. What are you drinking today, Nando team? Oh, I am sticking to Modelo Especial right now. So ah, I've, very nice. I've been on this fix with Modelo because part of their money, they're donating to the COVID bullshit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I like to think that I... It is bullshit. Yeah, I like to think that I help out. So. You're contributing to, the, to getting rid of the COVID bullshit. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, anywho, let's get into season one of Kingdom. I will get this started on episode one. We get to see Mr. Alvi Colina running with his gorgeous fucking hair that I am going to continue to talk about till the day that I die. Um, I'm a jealous motherfucker. What can I say? Anywho, so he's he's running through California. He's, you know, running through the streets, running near Venice. He's motivating himself while he's running. And lo and behold, someone cuts in front of him. You do not do that to the fucking king, okay? The king decides, you know what? I'm going to call these guys out. Well, two homeboys jump out of the car and decide that they want to start shit with the man. Well, this is where you see the king in action, people. And this is where... I was hooked. Like, in the last episode, Angela and I were talking about the fights. Well, like I was saying, you know, I was lying in bed, and I can feel my body clenching, and I can feel the hair rising, and I'm, I'm in. The first time I'm seeing this episode, right then and there, I knew I was fucking in for the long haul. I was like, I don't give a fuck if there's 15 fucking seasons. I am watching every single one of them. That is one of my favorite parts in season one, and Angela, kind of give me some of uh, some of the ones that that you remember from there. I want to say I have to remember the, and we talked about this earlier in the earlier episode about the PO scene. And one thing we did not want to do a spoiler alert was how the PO is taking his pictures and he's looking. <laughs> At Ryan Wheeler. Ryan Wheeler goes to go and report to his probation officer, and his probation officer is doing his intake and he's taking his picture. And he tells them, Take off your shirt. He has to pretty much take a picture of his body front and back just to record any tattoos that he has. And Ryan Wheeler has a lot of tattoos, right? And so he is standing face forward, looking at the PO with his hands, you know, palms open, arms extended. And the PO says, my God, you look like one of uh, the Iron Maiden (laughs) poster. (laughs) I used to love those guys. (laughs) Oh, my 
my god and that's funny because that's that is in one of my notes where i mean just the expression on dancer's face because i mean you know he's literally got imposing and he takes the first shot and he slowly pulls the camera away from him and he's just like okay fuck the camera i gotta look at him myself yes and that's where the comment comes in where he tells him you know you you look like a, a poster for iron maiden and i used to love those guys absolute um great scene from season one i mean he's like devouring him with his eyes oh <laughs> you yeah know? oh yeah like, you, tell. you know a little slight inappropriate <laughs> especially for a probation officer probation and, and, officer. and a yes. probationer <laughs> <laughs> yes Yes, absolutely. I agree. I think one of the one of the things that also made me laugh was knowing um, the guy that was driving the car when um, Alvi is running his morning run, you know, and he gets to the gym like nothing happened. The guy that's driving the car, of course, his name is Hector. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course, it always has to be Hector. (laughs) Why can't it be anybody else? But it's Hector. (laughs) Typical movie homeboy name. (laughs) Exactly. I wrote on my notes, Hector, of course. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Of course, his name is Hector. So speaking of the gym where Alvi walks in and nothing's going on or, you know, acts like nothing's going on. Um, you know, he literally just beat the shit out of two guys. <laughs> and, um, you know, he, he walks into the gym and you can tell that the moment that he hits the door, people know the king is in the house. Right. So, yeah. you know, he's walking in, he's strutting, he's got that beautiful hair flowing and, you know, he's calling out the shots right away. You know, he's telling one fighter like, hey, man, you know, you know, fix your stance or, you know, do this. And then, you know, he's saying what's up to some of the other guys and, you know, he's leading his way down to Lisa's office. And this is where we get to meet the stunning, beautiful love of Alvi's life, Lisa. And mm-hmm. what is Lisa doing? Lisa is breaking down the girls. She is telling them, we need memberships. Get out. This is how you present it. To show Alvi the work that she's doing, she calls out our favorite person, Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> she's on her phone. She's on her phone, not paying attention. Not paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) And Lisa tells her, Shelby, do you remember? The script. uh, The script. Oh, sure. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) Well, can we hear it? Well, I don't know it (laughs) verbatim. Like, (laughs) I need my notes. (laughs) So Lisa basically, you know, gives the eye roll and is just like, oh, you know, God help me. But she goes, pitches this beautiful fucking membership you know introduction or you know whatever the whatever the hell you want to call yeah, it yeah the spiel the, the, the selling the pitch yeah, yeah the, she and you could tell alvi's just like oh man where do i sign I mean, yeah I, like he's he's falling in love with her all over again <laughs> oh yeah definitely i'm sitting there while i'm watching this and i'm like uh, let me get on the internet real quick maple street gym <laughs> Where, you know, where the fuck do I sign up? Where do I, I join? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she so, does a phenomenal job. And this guy, this is this is one of the things that I love where season one starts off because you get to see the love between Alvi and Lisa at that time. Now, guys, <laughs> you know, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but I got to give you this. So, 
you know, for those of you that have already watched season or you know, season one, and or you know, you've already jumped into you know everything and, and you and you completed it, you're gonna know where I'm going with this. Basically, what I'm getting at is the love between Albie and Lisa starts off great. You're just sitting there and you're just like, wow, you know, this is a really great relationship. You know, they're running a gym together. You know, it's kind of you know what everybody might want in life. You know, but then Ryan Wheeler walks in. This, guys, is where we slowly start to see Lisa fighting with herself, and and this is where the where the relate where her relationship with Alvi starts becoming questionable. And as the episodes progress, and like I said, guys, this is just ten episodes in season one, but you can already see what's going on with Lisa. You know, there's there's parts, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit in the season, but. You know, there's parts where Jay gives her the look and is like, you know, what the fuck are you and Ryan doing in the car together? And where are you guys going? Like, you know, this is this is strange. But then, you know, Jay even gets Lisa out there drinking and we start to get to hear from Lisa how she's feeling about this whole, you know, let's bring in Ryan situation. Right. The season moves fast, guys. You know, I, I can't tell you enough, you know, yeah, we have three seasons and 40 episodes, but like I said, this is a roller coaster ride. So, right. you know, in season one, you know, we're, we're getting to know the, the, the main characters, you know, and we get a lot of absolute great interactions and scenes. You know, we, you know, we, we get to see Alvi, we get to see Lisa, we get to see Jay, and we'll get to Jay in just a second. But we get to see Ryan, we get to see Nate, and we get to see Nate's, you know, the way that Nate is, you know, and, and, and I gave the, the, the description of him as an uncaged secret. You look at him in the first season, you're like, God, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? He's a bit of a hothead, you know? Is that part of, you know, his his dad? Because you'll see Alvi and Jay go at each other, you know what I mean? And that's where you see the part of Alvi that's in Nate, you know, the mm -hmm. hothead part, the fly off the handle and, you know, like, you know, how dare you cross that mark that I left you and, you know, now you're in my circle and, you know, I'll destroy you. You know, you're going to hear that word a lot and you're going to see that word a lot. It's tattooed on Wheeler. <laughs> yes. But, you know, like I said, you know, there's just a, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things happening in season one very quickly. So one of the ones that I want to go into is still in the gym. Alvi starts training Nate. Alvi is talking to Nate, coaching him from the fence. And you could just see and hear the, or, you know, just see the frustration on Nate's end. And, and Alvi is telling him what he can and, you know, telling him to calm down and, you know, telling him just, just to listen to him. But there's something else going on with Nate. Did you, did you see that, Angela? Yes, I think, you know, and I think it's, it's kind of a little bit of everything that's going on in his personal life, personally, and kind of like you said, you know, you'll, you'll get to see a lot of what's going on with Nate and you kind of start putting pieces together. But at the same time, he's trying to stay focused for this fight, but mentally, emotionally, he's just struggling with so much stuff. And I think, you know, for me, the next, the next scene of him cutting weight is so intense that I think that emotionally, you know, that, that cutting the weight you know, part, it's, it's kind of therapeutic in a sense for him because it kind of breaks him down. You know, it's, you, you literally feel how intense and what the extremes that these guys have to do just to cut the weight, to make weight. Um, and what's, what's one of the first things that Alvi talks to with me, what's your weight at? 
What's the way that? Yeah. What's the way that? And he's making up some bullshit story like I'm one seventy. One seventy. Uh huh. You know what I mean? And right away, Alvy's like, That's if you don't. Yeah, if you don't fucking make way, I will cut your balls. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? Because that's Alvy talking on, you know, one, he's a promoter as well as a coach because, you know, this is, you know, this is Navy Street. And you'll see that with the disconnect with Jay. You'll find out in the episodes on why Alvy becomes so pissed off with with Jay. So, you right. know, you'll hear that. Yeah, I mean, I think what was the fight like in three days and Nate had to get into the 155 class. Right. 159. Yes. And so, and you're right because when LV is looking at Nate, he doesn't just look at him as Nate, his son. He's looking at him as Nate, his son that's carrying this legacy because again, we don't, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but because of Jay, but also, I'm your boss. I'm your coach. This is my gym. You're re- representing Navy Street. Like, there's so much writing, and you're at 170. And you need to be at 159. You know? And, and that is so much pressure. And one thing that you do know that Alvi is, is a professional. He, he's going to make weight. And he tells them, you're going to do it because you're a professional. Right. And, and you're a fighter. And this is what we do. Yeah, I think he says something to like, you know, get the word perfection out of your head. Um, stick to the process. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the things that I love about Alvi is, you know, I, I call Jay a poet because some of the shit that just spews out of his mouth when, you know, when it's interactions with either Nate or Mac. I, I think some of the greatest interactions are with Mac and some of the greatest things that, that Jay says are with those interactions but i mean he just uses like i mean i think there's even a time where nate comments to him he's like wow big words jay but um, <laughs> you know it's uh with alvi he's somewhat of a poet like a like a maestro like he knows how to step in and he knows how to to control the mind of his fighters we you know like i said you know ryan willard is what did i call him a help me angela <laughs> um <laughs> I called him a, well, he's like a Madonna, but I called him something to the extent of a I bitch. Want, he's a bitch and he's a diva. <laughs> there we go. And Alvi knows how to grab that and, and, and work it against him. You know what I mean? He, he, mm-hmm. know, he totally knows how to flip the switch. Right. He knows, he knows how to work with his fighters. He's like a, he, he uses Jedi mind tricks. That's what I'm <laughs> kind of getting at. <laughs> he, he is the Yoda. Yes. Of Navy Street. Yes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> with a with a dark side to him though. So he's kind of Yoda and Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So I know we covered, you know, Alvi, Lisa, a little bit about Nate. You know, we covered Dantzler. We cover, you know, some of Ryan. After, you know, they finish training and everything and Nate's heading home. This is where we get to see Mr. My Favorite, Jay Kalina. And this is the episode. This, this is the scene where me and Angela can go back and forth and just crack up <laughs> laughing because it's the one where Nate opens a door and there's Jay bare ass with a war bonnet, like I said, mounting a female, telling him <laughs> to shut the fucking door, <laughs> get the fuck out. And guys, you have to see this scene for yourself because the way that Jonathan Tucker plays it is absolutely spot on. I mean, it's just. You see the you see the comedic side of it, and it's just 
it's 110% fucking hilarious. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> You're right. You're right. And he plays it. I mean, his, you see it in his eyes, you see it in his body language and he just kind of moves like it, like he's conducting a symphony with his emotions and his body. And I mean, he's, he's great. He's just great. He's a great Jay. And that scene, mind you, this, this show is not for the, for the, the lighter heart, but you know, there's a lot of action going on. There's a lot of emotion going on, but I mean, this scene is just hilarious hilarious oh yeah one of the best scenes i probably got to say with with all the seasons because i mean you know just the way that he looks around and you know where he tells like oh, this is fucking embarrassing <laughs> uh, you know <laughs> you know he just basically like you know tells me like you know uh, i'm in the middle of something man five more minutes and i'll be out I I'll, be, I'll be right out <laughs> <laughs> and then when he comes out you know he's wearing speedos his ass is hanging out and like i said guys you're going to see a lot of Jay's ass in season one. You know, there's times where he's just, again, heading to the refrigerator and, you know, he'll pull his shorts down halfway just to scratch his ass, but you're going to see his ass. A lot. It's it's always there. A lot. (laughs) A lot. Oh, tell me. So tell me what you thought about the scene where Nate is in the middle of his sleep. The girl that is trying to hook up with him, you know, um, in that in that scene where, you know, where we talked where we just finished talking about Jay. But now Jay is hooking up with her and she's shaking the shit out of him, you know, telling him to get up, you know, because Jay's lost it. So what do you think about Jay popping off his gun at the the striking dummy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that alone. And, and I mean, mind you, in the scene, Nate has his headphones on. So he has and he hears nothing. He is out. He is out. And this girl walks in her her. She has no top. <laughs> and so she's freaking out. And you see him just aiming for this sparring dummy and just shooting at this dummy. Like he's like releasing and aiming. I think I want to, I want to call it his demons, his demons that are inside. You, you, you get, you get a good perspective that there's a lot that Jay is going through. And you're going to see a lot of scenes of where Jay is, fighting again with these demons inside of him and you look and 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 I want you guys to remember these scenes because I wanted there's something that I I thought was kind of striking that his mom tells him in some of the later episodes about Alvi and so I just kind of want to see what you thought of that once we get to that once we get to that uh season or I'm sorry that episode but I just think that's what he looks like. Like he's got just so much going on that Jay is trying to somehow take each one of those demons out. What do you right. think? Oh, uh, you hit it spot on. I, I got the same impression. Um, it, it's crazy. Like you said, you know, again, you're going to hear me say roller coaster a lot in this episode. But, you know, one minute you see Jay mounting a chick and walking around naked and then or not necessarily walking around naked but you know you see you you see jay's comedic side well then all of a sudden you see this crazy side you're like what the fuck just happened what happened like you know all of a sudden you know his his eyes look like he's been crying all fucking day long and he's got this gun and he's just firing it at you know the striking dummy and you're like okay so 
Nate runs out there, puts him in a headlock and, you know, almost nearly puts him to sleep. And you can hear Jay mumbling some stuff. And I, I remember I couldn't quite get what he was saying, but it was something to the extent of, like you said, you know, Jay fighting his personal demons. Mm-hmm. Guys, in, in, in season one, you're going to see a lot of alcohol. I don't know if you noticed, Angela, some of the parties at Jay's house. Did you, <laughs> did you notice, a, uh, you know, the refrigerator that was across from the kitchen when Jay opens it up? There's nothing but a fucking alcohol in there. And yeah. it's hard shit. There's yes. No, there's no food or anything in there. It's just fucking hard liquor. Yeah, and there's two different ones, and there's one that's completely clear, <laughs> and then there's one that's uh, you know completely empty. <laughs> yes. And so you know later on you start thinking, I mean, what it would be like for Nate to live there because Jay is going through all this stuff and he is having people over girls are partying all the time. Mac is always there. And I mean, there's people at the house, like all the time, just partying and drinking and all kinds of, you know, sexual activities going on. <laughs> yes. and, and I mean, Nate, after a long day of, you know, fighting and, and, and training and cutting weight has to come to the scene and trying to get to his room to get some rest. I mean, I think, at least from my perspective, tell me what you think, how hard that would be to still stay, you know, in training mode, in training mode, focused in training mode with all of this stuff going on, you know, the eating, the partying, the drugs, the alcohol, day in and day out for all hours of the time. Right. No, um, you know, it makes you wonder because, you know, Jay is, you know, Jay shows a lot of brotherly love to, to Nate. And, you know, when when all this is going on and you know that your brother's got a big fight coming up and stuff like that, and you're doing this type of shit, you know, it kind of makes you wonder, but you know, the other side too is you just see how mentally strong Nate is when it comes to this shit. You know what I mean? Because, you know, there's alcohol all over the place. You think that, you know, and and there's girls everywhere. You Mm -hmm. think that Nate would be like, "Ah," you know, because we, we see Jay do this, you know, when Jay's training, you know, it's, it's drugs and alcohol and, you know, don't worry, you know, I'll, I'll, um, you know, this fight that I'm taking is on short notice, but I'm going into a higher weight class. So this time around, I don't have to worry about it. Right. You know, so there's, you know, there's a, you know, there's, there's a couple of different perspectives. One of the things that I got to say, honestly, about me is, when it comes to fight time or when he's training, yeah, we talked about him having, you know, uh, you know, some other things going on in his head. And one of the main things that's that's happening where, you know, uh, Alvi is looking at him like, you know, what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, we find out it's he wants his brother around. Right. Um, and, you know, because there's a you know, there's a scene where Ryan shows up and Alvi, you know, basically tells him, you know, like, you know, one, what the fuck are you doing here? And number two, you know, uh, Ryan tells him, um, you know, I, I'm out and, you know, I just came to say, you know, hello and, you know, uh, you know, just check out the gym and see how everybody is. The first thing out of Alvi's mouth is, you know, well, are you going to fuck this up or, you know, just you know, let me, let me see where your head's at. Let's go to my office and talk. Well, during their conversation, this is where you get the information about why Alvi's so pissed off with Jay, because Jay is, and, and you'll see this, Jay is one of those people that has all the talent in the world, but they don't put it to use. 
Mm-hmm. He he's that one that everybody knows that this dude can be a, a phenomenal fighter, and and they see it. You they say it. You hear it from Lisa. You hear it from Garo. You hear it from you know the promoters. You hear it from Alfie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you know, you, uh, there's a saying you know that Alfie drops where he says, you know, Jay's not afraid of adversity. He's lived with adversity all of his life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of that's, you know, a little bit of the, you know, the the relationship that you see between these two guys, but it's so chaotic that you can't, you can't ever, you know, you can't put together when these two are going to come together. Because one moment you think, oh, thank God, they're finally having a relationship. Well, then the next day, it's completely gone to shit again. Right. And it's like, it's a constant rebuild. You know what I mean? It's like, you know. We build the wall, we knock it down, we build it back up, you know, until, and, you know, we'll get down there in later seasons, you know, and we don't want to spoil any of that for you guys. But um, where I was going is Nate is so keyed in and he does what Alvi says, like he listens, except when it comes for fight time, (laughs) because when he's in the ring, I mean, it literally looks like, you know, Rocky is in the ring, you know, all of a sudden. Nate becomes this human punching bag and to me and tell me what you think Angela but when you watch Nate's fights you almost feel like there's parts where he wants to get the shit knocked out of him because of what he's holding inside right do you get that do you get that feeling yes yes like uh, at the same time you know, he knows that he's a fighter and he knows that he can beat the shit out of this guy, but he just kind of wants to feel something. He wants to feel something, you know, and even if it's him getting his ass kicked, but there's just something emotional that he just wants to have some, ho- some form of feeling. And so at this point, you see Nate, again, we're talking about his, he is completely devoted. You see the kid, he's you know, riding his bike with a gallon of water. He shows up to the house. He's making his protein shake and he's focused, you know, he goes to the gym and he asks Alvi, Alvi, I want, I want Jay here. I want Jay with me. I want to spar with Jay. And Alvi's like, no, like he, Jay cannot have the discipline that, that, that Nate has. And that's kind of what's ruined his career because you're right. Jay has a wonderful career. But he's really effed that up so bad that it's really hard for anybody to even give Jay a second look, even though he does have this 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 great career that he could have, but he doesn't have that self-discipline. And again, it kind of goes back and forth with a little bit Jay having a little bit of Alvi and Christina, you know, and in him and Nate. You know, everything that Nate's gone through, and we'll talk about a little more about Christina later on, his mom, but Nate is kind of like missing that motherly love that the, the, the mother figure for him. So he's kind of, there's some, some emotional damage that a lot of things that Nate has gone through, and that's really hard for him. And I thought one of the things that you said about Ryan Wheeler is about how he comes into the gym. He comes into the gym to come and talk to Alvi. Mind you, Ryan's already out of prison. He already went to go report to his probation officer. He shows up to the gym, and he's trying to make it seem like he's nonchalant. Just come and say hi, you know? But yeah, he talks to Alvi, and he says, hey, whatever you need, I'm here. 
And Abby's like, are you thinking about fighting again? No, 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 no. Ryan's kind of, I don't know. I just, throughout the show, it kind of shows to me like Ryan is trying to play everybody like their puppet. And Ryan's yes. trying to control everybody. And him showing up to this gym is like, hey, Abby, I'm here, but... No, I don't want to fight. But in his mind, I believe he's there because that's exactly what he wants, but he's trying to play hard to get. I couldn't have said it better. Like, you know, we, we, I called him an emotional bitch. And, yes, you know, he, I couldn't have said it better, though, Angela. You hit it right on the numbers. I, he, you see it with Ryan. I'm going to jump into a couple of things because, guys, we've just spent, like, the last 30 minutes giving you a lot from episode one. We still got nine more episodes to go. <laughs> you know, and, and we've given you, you know, some, you know, the beginning, the middle, a little bit at the end. When it comes to Ryan and him playing everybody, you're going to see what Angela is talking about because, one, he walks in all nonchalant, just like, you know, hey, what's up? You know, like, I never left the place. Kind of just feeling things out. Well, then, you know, you you get the secret text messages that are going on between Lisa and Ryan. And that's Ryan reaching out to Lisa. Yeah, know, what the like, fuck? What yeah. the fuck, right? You know what I mean? It's she, like... He, and at this point, he knows that Lisa and Alvi are together. And he is sending these messages to, yeah, what the fuck, Ryan? Exactly. <laughs> then we've got Keith at the halfway house. The the way that Keith is introduced, guys, is there's you know there's a there, there's a, a couple of parts at the halfway house where you know one you find out that they're roommates. Number two, you kind of see where Keith becomes drawn to Ryan because there's this asshole Michael. I can't fucking stand him. This dude is one of those ones that just needs his ass kicked all the time. You know, just to remind him that he's a piece of shit. This guy, Michael, challenges Ryan at the halfway house and tells him, hey, I hear you're a former fighter. You don't look like, you know, that much to me, blah, 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 blah. I've got some gloves. hundred bucks says, you know, you can't knock me out. Ryan's like, well, I don't have a hundred bucks. And he's like, well, then, you know, you better make the punch good. Ryan decks the dude. Well, Keith is watching this. So you start to see where Keith becomes drawn to Ryan. He's just in awe. Exactly. As as the season progress, as the as the episodes progress in season one, you're gonna see Ryan fucking with Keith. You know, uh, Ryan has a huge heart for Keith, but he still fucks with him. You know, and and I don't know if it's Ryan being bored or like you said, Angela. You know, he 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 likes to push those buttons and like tries to take it to an extreme. You know what I mean? And one of the things that Ryan does is he hides Keith's bear. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. <laughs> and Jeffrey is very meaningful to Keith. I mean, Jeffrey's little bear. And if you guys haven't watched the show, Jeffrey's little, or Jeffrey is a little teddy bear that's in pretty much a keychain size. It's, I want to say, maybe about four inches. But Keith has it with him and it's so sentimental. And Ryan knows that. Ryan knows that. You're right. He he just gets drawn to, like, Ryan just has where people just, he's like a suction, and people just gravitate to Ryan for some reason. It's kind of dangerous. And, yes. 
And if you don't get this when you're first watching this show, I'm sorry that we kind of spoiled it for you. (laughs) (laughs) Because because at first you start thinking like, oh, cool, this guy, he came out of prison and he's trying to, you know, just be part of the gym again and be around. But that Ryan, he's got he's got hidden meanings. Yes, he does. Gotta watch out for him. He's got a hidden agenda. And guys, we, you know, we're, you know, in in this episode, we're going to be breaking down season one, you know, and then we're going to do a two part series for season two, because there's so much to cover. But then, you know, we're going to go into season three, and we're going to cover that. Well, lo and behold, guys, we got such great feedback. We're going to do kind of like a recap of all the seasons, you know, uh, greatest hits, if you will, you know, we're going to try and bring in a special guest. Hopefully, fingers crossed, but we'll see where that goes. And then we're just going to talk about, like Angelo was saying in the very beginning, season four. You know, we're, we're dying for a season four because, as you guys know, as the season progresses and, you know, when you get to the very end of it, there's a lot of unanswered questions. Unanswered questions that me and Angelo were talking about where I was just, you know, pleading my heart out and saying, like, there's so much that we need to talk about. Like, there's yeah. so much that was left, you know, leaving us on this hanger. We've, you know, we've, we've covered a lot of people. Um, one of the other ones that we want to go into is one that Angela mentioned, and that's Christina. So there's a scene, guys, where Jay goes to where Christina is staying. And this is where we meet Terry. <laughs> Uh, another one that, you know, he plays such a great character, but I can't stand him. These are little bits and pieces that we're giving you. They're, we're not spoiling anything for you. There's a lot going on. What we're going to tell you right now is that Christina is a hooker. She is like a call girl. On a street corner. Jay is buying time with his mother, which is really literally, Literally. Literally buying literally. time. Literally. Right. Know, he... He meets Terry and he tells her, you know, I'm looking for Christina. And and the whole time you can see Jay just, oh, like if he could bite through his lip, he would. Because of the way that Terry's talking to him about his mother. About his mother. And, and there's two scenes, guys, where Terry is really fucking pushing Jay's limits. And, you know, so Jay gets the time with his mother and Christina's acting like this out of control, you know, like, woe is me, you know, pull out your violin because I want you to cry for me and feel sorry for me. And Jay is looking at her the whole time and he's just telling her, like, I'm not here to bring you something to eat or or anything like that. Like, I'm here to tell you that. I love you. I just want to talk. Yeah, I just want to talk. I just want to talk. I just want you to see you. Yeah. To the point he literally takes off his sweater for her to cover her up because he could, he could tell that she's feeling uncomfortable because she was getting ready for somebody to come into the room to do her business. You know, Terry's her pimp. Somebody was coming upstairs. She opens the door and it's him. And so Christina's worried thinking that Terry is going to find out. And so Jay is just trying to spend time with his mom. That's it. Just trying to spend time with her. And it's so heartbreaking. And you kind of get a feel for it at the beginning of the first episode when Jay is going to the pawn shop to, to take his computer. Yes. Just, Just to get cash to get for her to get something to eat. So he finds her in a street corner and gives her the cash and, doesn't say anything. Just get yourself something to eat. Trying to take care of her. Not trying to change her. Just trying to take care of her. And I think also Jay has a little bit of hitting 
you know, agenda where let's get her to trust me where she gets kind of closer and closer to me. <laughs> exactly. Right? Fucking genius. He, he is a is. genius. He is. Like, you know, he's kind of like, you know, here's some food. I just want to talk to you. I love you. I miss you, mom. Because he's got a hitting agenda. Yes, absolutely. Alvi's, uh, Alvi's current past, I guess you could say, catches up with him. So remind me, Angela, I might be a little bit off on my episodes, but is this where Jay gets jumped? I, do you or mean the, Nate? Or Nate. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got my, I got my characters wrong you, there. You know, I believe that Nate doesn't get jumped until a few episodes further. Right now on episode two... Jay is still, I mean, Nate is still recovering from his fight. He had a phenomenal fight. He, 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 you know, kind of goes ham on this guy and he's kind of recuperating. So they're trying to kind of pick him up, take care of him, getting him back into training, trying to get him another, another, another fight. And so Jay is, you know, kind of slowly trying to get back into being with Alvy and Nate. Alvy tells Nate, I'll allow Jay to come back. And so that makes the whole world to Nate and Jay being able to have his two boys, his son wins the fight. Alvi is just super ecstatic. You know, he's he's looking that everything's going to be so promising. Now, of course, like you're right, Alvi, Alvi, his his demons are coming back. You know, he he's starting to see Ryan. He wants to have Ryan to be part of the gym. He needs to make money. The gym is hurting. He gets to a point where he's going to sell his trophy. He sells his trophy to get Ryan to pay off Ryan's employer so Ryan's employer doesn't, you know, say anything while Ryan is training at the gym. And so little by little, Lisa starts seeing where Ryan is trying to manipulate Alvi and Lisa isn't liking it. Now Ryan is having to deal with the Lisa and the Ryan situation because he's starting to see a little bit of what's going on that it's starting to make him feel a little bit unsure about what's really going on with Lisa and with Ryan behind his back. Right. And so it's kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of hard for him because he's seeing as Ryan as this is his moneymaker. This is his ticket. He's going to get the gym back to where it's going to be running again. And he's going to have pretty much his top dog. That's going to be running, you know, making money for him. And now Lisa is, you know, she's either totally against him or it's kind of contradicting where I don't know where if Ryan is manipulating her because now she's showing up to the gym. She's having drinks, drinks with Ryan while he's working out. He's she's showing up to his group, you know, and it's Alvi kind of sets that up, too, though. He know? does. He, he kind of pushes it. her to like. Hey, try to make men's with him. I want to make him feel comfortable. But Alvi at the same time is like, not that comfortable, Lisa. <laughs> not too comfortable. Yeah, exactly. As we see it developing, Alvi wants this to happen with Ryan, you know, because he's consistently telling Lisa, like, we need the money. He's a superstar. He's only 28 years old, you know, or, you know, whatever age he was. Uh, you know, he's been locked up. There's, 
there's still a lot of fight left in him. I want to show that. And Lisa's like, this is a bad idea. One, because I want him out of my life because you'll find out that Ryan and Lisa were engaged. Lisa wants nothing to do with him. And she cut those ties for a reason. And I still don't get... And that's I think that's something that I want in season four, you know, is we never get exactly why Lisa moved on from Ryan. You know what I mean? Like we we get little bits and pieces, but we don't get we don't get the meat. We don't get the steak of it. You know what I mean? Lisa reminds Alvi, like, don't you fucking remember when this when you brought Ryan up and he took off to to, you know, UFC or. You know, he he completely forgot about you. Or right. no, he went to, didn't he go to, um, he went to a different camp. Right. He he pretty much left Alvi high and dry. Exactly. For and somebody bigger, for a, for a bigger promoter, for a bigger coach, for a bigger deal. This is where you start to wonder, like, is, is the gym hurting that bad that Alvi feels this is the only way that he can fix it? Or... Does Alvi have this love for Ryan that he just wants Ryan close to him? You know what I mean? Because yeah. if you if you if you were to put it up on a board and you were to say like pros and cons, well, the biggest pro that should show up in there is Lisa. Mm-hmm. Like that should be the first thing that Alvi is thinking about because we see Lisa and Jay go out on a night of, you know, having drinks. Right. Lisa comes back drunk. And she tells Alvi, you don't fucking listen to me. Like she, 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 she shoves him. And, yeah. you know, and Alvi's like, Hey girl, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, you're drunk. Let's, you know, let's, let's pump the brakes. Let's chill out. But Alvi kind of blows her off. He just blows her, her like, off. Uh huh. You know, uh, we need sleep right now. We'll talk about this in the morning. I, this is where you start to see Lisa completely changing and it happened so fast because in the first season or the first time i watched this angela i was like god she's such a bitch like you know what the <laughs> fuck is her you know what the fuck is her problem well the second time that i watch it i'm like holy shit i can see what's going on lisa is crying out to alvi and alvi is blind to it but we see that in later episodes as alvi is reaching out to jay and telling mm-hmm. him, like, I don't know how to fucking get through to your brother. Help me. Right. And what does Jay tell Alvi? He's he's closed. <laughs> he doesn't talk to anybody. <laughs> Name five things that you know about my brother besides fighting. Right. And right. Alvi's, Alvi's whole demeanor drops. And then Jay, like, just to push it on him a little bit more is, tell me three things. Alvi can't come up with shit. Right. So you start to see where the story is going and like what's going on. So you kind of see like, is Alvi so self-centered and so deep into the gym and fighting that he doesn't see anything else? And you kind of have to be though, being Alvi. And and it's, it's kind of like me playing devil's advocate here because, you know, you brought this up earlier where, you know, at the very beginning of the show, you see Alvi running and Hector Hector. <laughs> Hector gets out of the car and you know they go at it. Well, Hector is later on seen at you know one of his house parties and he doesn't realize that there's a flyer on his windshield. The flyer and it comes full circle 
the fire that these girls were supposed to be out giving to everybody, the spiel that Lisa is giving the girls to get people to come to the gym, Hector gets one of these fires and recognizes Alvi's face. And he's like, I found him. Yep. So what do they do? After Nate wins this huge fight, Hector <laughs> finds him and they beat his ass in the middle of the street and leave him there. And yes. of course, mind you, nobody knows. Nate doesn't know who these guys are. Jay is over here wanting to find out what the hell happened and who they are because he, he wants revenge. Oh, yeah. And Jay, Alvin, Jay wants blood. Yeah, and Alby's blaming Jay, right? But then you go back to Alby and you're thinking, Nate can't fight. I, I, I just, he just won the biggest fight. And right now, my biggest fighter can't fight. Now, this guy, Ryan Wheeler, walks in my door. Sorry, Lisa, but I got to get the gym money. I yeah. got to get this guy on the ring. We got to get this working because now, and spoiler alert, Jay isn't fighting either. He's trying to come back. And that night that Jay and Lisa are out there drinking late at night, having drinks, Lisa says, I will be your promoter to Jay and promises to get him a fight. And so Lisa's thinking, you know what, LV? Do whatever the fuck you want, because now I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Exactly. And exactly. I will and I will be Jay's promoter and you can focus on Ryan Wheeler. And we'll see pretty much let's see who wins at the end. I mean, that's the way I felt. Let's see who wins at the end. My guy against your guy, because I know what your guy's about. He's a manipulator. Oh, and yeah. I told you I didn't want him. And you chose him over me. Am I right? You're right. Exactly. And I could have said it better. And that's one of the things that I fucking love about Kingdom so much is you can start putting the pieces together. Yes. You know what I mean? And like you said, you know, you're, you know, we got Hector and, you know, all of a Hector. sudden we got Lisa telling the girls, like, promote this shit. And then all of a sudden it ends up on his car. You know yeah. what I mean? And right. we got everything coming together. You, like, your your explanation on so in ep, in the episode that we released last you know we mm -hmm. talk about two rams or two bulls being in the right. ring right. Lisa and Alvi and Alvi well this is what's going on folks you just nailed it Angela like I wasn't even thinking of this until you said it and I heard you when you said okay Alvi is focused on Ryan Lisa now becomes focused on Jay mm -hmm. and you've got two promoters that are starting to go against each other right it fucks up the relationship between Lisa and Alvi and you hear it from Lisa because she tells him she's like you drive me to drink like, you, you do this me, to me. You do this to me. You make me fucking crazy. You know what's crazy is you kind of hear this from Christina. Yeah. As And Christina blames Alvi. Yes. Right. And it's like, you know, when, when we said, you know, when we talked about the show being called Kingdom or Navy Street, it, the writing's on the wall. It had right. to be Kingdom. And they made the absolute perfect choice because of Alvi. There's, you know, and I, I think it's like episode five or episode six. We see Alvi having this crazy ass dream where he's talking to Hector and the other homeboy. In the ring. In the ring. And he's got blood all over him. And he's telling them bits and parts of his upbringing and right. his father. And, and his how father. he hated nicknames for fighters he thought it was a fucking joke and he said i 
hated the nickname King because of my old man and how he believed in it. I, I carried it on. I, I carried the legacy. Well, that whole dream and the way that he's drawing it out and the way that he's getting, you know, the way he's talking to, you know, these two guys mm-hmm. is absolutely beautiful. It's, mm-hmm. you know, you're just sitting there. You're like, oh, my God, what the fuck is going to happen? right? Yeah. Now? What is he going to do? <laughs> <laughs> what is he gonna do (laughs) and and it's crazy like i said you know again you know the reminder we only got three seasons and so much is happening in the first season and then when we get into season two it you know the brakes come off and we've got so much to talk about you know some uh some of the things that we just get to see is you know when we go back on the alvi and i'm and and i'm gonna take a i'm gonna i'm gonna take a return back to alvi and lisa because there's a lot going on between them you know the other thing that i love is is the arguments is you know lisa telling alvi like i know you love the fighters and you know you you want the best for them you need to fucking remember that we run a gym and money it costs money to you know to run this gym Uh And it shows Lisa fighting with these guys in the gym. You know, she's the bill collector. Right. And Alvi's doing this side shit because we see what happens with, oh my God, what's his name? I know his his fighting name. His fighting name. And he shows up to the gym. Guy doesn't pay. Chris Lieben. But I can't remember his name, the character he plays on there. But Lisa's literally fighting with this dude and saying like, well, do you have any fights coming up? Like, you know. No. you need to give me money. And he's like, well, the doctors won't release me because, you know, if I get hit in the face again, I can get yeah. my vision. And she's right. like, well, maybe you shouldn't be training anymore. Maybe you shouldn't and, be training. And, and, and you can tell with this, the look on this guy's face is. Well, can, can I just finish my training today? Yeah. And it, it doesn't make any sense. And she tells him, you know, finish your training, but you need to pay your bills. Well, then all of a sudden she walks in. And there he is training, and she's like, what the fuck are you doing here? You haven't paid. And he's like, well, Alvi said it was okay. But Alvi said, <laughs> and she's like, of course he fucking did. <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> of course he said. fucking did. Of course Alvi <laughs> Because you're right, she is. She's the bill collector. And one of the things that you do see is the fact that you have these people that want to take over this gym. And I don't know how she did it, how hard it was. Because she knows she needs to pay the bills. She knows what they their account is at. She knows that they need the money. But she's like, no, I'm not doing it. You, exactly. you can't you can't you can't buy this gym. And and one of the things that I really like about Lisa is that even though you know, at the end of the day, she's still a professional. She can sit there and have a conversation with the promoter, you know, and say no. And that's it. I mean, you see it in her face. Like, she is not fucking around. No, no, we're not doing this. Oh, my God. You one know, of the things, yeah. One, one of the things that I love about Lisa is when she starts promoting Jay. Yes. It's a beautiful relationship because... Yes. You know, you you've got Jay. He's he's crazy, but he's, he's a hothead. Gi- yeah, he's got this gigantic heart, and you know he loves Lisa. And you know the time that they're getting drunk, he's like, "You are an absolute stunning woman," and I am jealous that my dad makes love to you after breakfast or something <laughs> fucking crazy. You know what I mean? And, and Lisa's just sitting there, you know, taking her shots and you know whatever. But when Lisa gets Jay his first fight with. Bucky. 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 For fuck's she, sake, Bucky. <laughs> she 
scene <laughs> totally fucking works him. But Jade works him along. Like, Jay's like, yeah, I got a fucking broken hand, but Lisa, I don't have any insurance. Bucky right. has insurance. So Bucky has insurance. Fights over. Yes. I'm gonna, and Lisa's looking at him like, that's fucking genius. You're um, like, fucking amazing. You're, yeah. <laughs> that's genius. That's genius. You know, and, and I think it's funny. And, and she's, she's talking to Bucky and she's trying to sell why Jay should get another fight. And she tells, she tells Bucky, for fuck's sake, Bucky, do you have a fight or not? You know, do you have right. a fight for my fighter or what? So he's like, I, I, I mean, I, and this guy's shady, right? You know, oh, he's shady. She, he had already messed with um, Ryan. And so at the beginning of that scene, he shows up in some fucking party bus, right? And, <laughs> and, and Ryan opens the door and he's like, Bucky. And he's like, uh, 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 Ryan, <laughs> you, 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 you're training here? <laughs> Shitting his pants, right? Yeah. And so, you know, Ryan's kind of messing with him and stuff. And, but Lisa tells him, like, come on, you know, do you have a fight or not. And so she tries to sell why Jay is the ticket and she does a phenomenal job. She, she is a great promoter for Jay. She's like, I'm giving you a gift, you know? And so she tells him, don't shit the bed. <laughs> she's, right. just, she's just straight out and tells him, but I think one of the things that I really, really like is the fact that, you know, Bucky leaves and she's so excited because she, she landed a fight for Jay. So yeah. she calls Jay to tell him. And of course it goes to voicemail and Jay's voicemail says, <laughs> you've reached Jay. Now fuck the fuck, now fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> and I mean, his character, you're right. He has a huge heart, but his character is just, one line after another it's either hilarious or you feel for him you know right. and and it's like a never dull moment with jay never a dull moment and that's one thing that i've seen all over twitter just how much everybody just loves jay and i just can't express enough how much this time around i really 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 like jay because like, like i said in the earlier episode i was not a jay fan you know, it took me a few episodes for me to become a J fan. And, you know, I, this time around, from the very beginning, I, I've been a J fan. And his his acting is just so powerful. And, you know, one of the biggest scenes that, for me, was his most powerful um, acting is the scene with him and Christina and how he's trying to sober her up. Yes. So we we talked about Jay having a hidden agenda, you know, kind of like Christina's the lost puppy and he's like, you know, oh, I'm going to give this puppy little bit of treats and I'm going to earn its trust and then bam, I've got you. I've got so, you. <laughs> Jay he puts her on a headlock. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he puts his mom on a headlock because he, she, he knows She's not going to come willingly. He puts her, did he get her in, uh, he drives a, he drives a truck. He puts her in the truck, right? Or is he driving a different car? I can't remember. For some reason, I want to think he put her in a trunk. No, I don't, I don't think so. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to go back to that one. Right. I'm trying to remember, but I know that, you know, she's like, Jay, what are you doing? You know, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, and it, and it's funny because Nate catches Jay <laughs> putting all these locks on his door and he's just like, you know, like. Jay, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing in your door? And, you know, right away, you know, Jay's got this smart-ass remark, like, 
Nathaniel, you know, you can never be too too careful. Know, uh, yeah, too careful, too careful around with, these neighborhoods. You, you know, around these neighborhoods. You know, granted, <laughs> you know, I throw parties and we got people that we don't even know that are partying over here. But you know, <laughs> hey, you know. But when he, you know, he he his heart is in the right place and he's doing a great thing. Him putting Christina in there, locked up, and you you see you see as she's going through with through these withdrawals and everything, and you know you see Jay pulling out the buckets of vomit, giving his mother a bath for crying out loud you just see where you know what jay wants to do for her it completely this is where you see part of jay or uh nate changing a little bit you know what i mean because he wanted nothing to do with christina when he finds out that she's there he's just he has this disturbed look like why like i think he has kind of like that sense of a love and hate relationship with his mother exactly exactly because he's the baby and she's been gone for so many years and alvy's the one that's raised him as well well as Jay and I mean obviously Lisa has too because mind you Lisa's you know in the show she's a lot younger she's closer to Jay's age and Ryan's age than you know that's you know they they've kind of already been a family on their own and now Christina comes back and he's just very weary of her very weary of her and you see it when they go shopping he's just very weary when she's trying to be part of his life and take him to therapy and he's just like stop just stop. Oh my god, I hated that part where she was just like, well, can you even write prescriptions? Because my son's in a lot of pain. And yeah, he's in a lot of pain. <laughs> Nate's looking at her like... Stop. Like, what are you doing? And and Nate is like, so if that were me, I would have been like, you know, get the fuck out of here. Like, you know? Right. But Nate is trying with her and, and, and he's just looking at her like, this isn't your place. I'm going to be cool about it. Right. And I think he's kind of doing a little a little bit for Jay, because I think he feels that he kind of owes Jay to give her a chance. You know, I think I think Jay's kind of like, just give her a chance, Nate, like she's our mother. And of course, Nate, I mean, Jay has had a lot of time with Christina. Therefore, his bond with Christina is completely different than the bond that Nate and Christina have. Oh, yeah. It goes down to the conversation that Nate and Jay have in the kitchen where, you know, Jay's looking at him and is like, you know, and I and I and I love it when Jay says when he calls Nate by his full name and he tells Nathaniel, Nathaniel, (laughs) Nathaniel. This is your mother, your mother, your mother. And he repeats it to him like four times. Right. And then, you know, Nate is like, okay, I see what you're doing. And, you know, I'm on board. And, you know, that's when you start seeing like, you know, all these things going on with them. And you start seeing Nate, you know, grow a little bit closer to Christina. And you see Christina starting to know something about Nate. Nate catches on. Like I said, guys, there's this this roller coaster that's happening. Right. And, and it's not only happening between Alvi and Lisa. It's happening between Nate and Christina. It's happening between Jay and Christina. It's happening Ryan and Lisa. And I Ryan mean, and Lisa. And, and, and throughout the whole show, there's just everything, little pieces here and there. Because as you see, you know, Jay and trying to bring Nate and Christina together, he's also trying to bring Alvy into the picture. Yes. And since he's trying to bring Alvy into the picture, Lisa and Ryan start getting... Closer. you get a Yeah, you get a little bit of a glimpse of kind of what their relationship was like because now Ryan has manipulated Lisa to be a little more part of his life. They end up going to go and visit his parents. Yes. 
And that is heartbreaking. That is heartbreaking because you find out why Ryan was in prison. Yes. And guys, we are not going to spoil that. We are not going to spoil that. You have to watch it. It is, it is, it. it is very gripping. It is very gripping. And you, you see a lot of, you know, Lisa and Ryan interaction. And that alone is kind of like, that is some scary territory right there because you start to see the Ryan and the Lisa relationship kind of coming back again in a sense like you can kind of see what it was like when they were engaged when you see them together at ryan's parents house yes absolutely yeah Yeah. i think i think uh one of the things that i i was very disturbed was when jay invites alvi over for dinner and christina is there and alvi has no idea that christina has been back in their lives and Christina just kind of, you know, throws it in Alvi's face because, mind you, Alvi's been technically a, like a single father t- yeah. raising these boys. And she just turns around and looks at him and it's like, what, Alvi? Jay wanted me here. Like, you're not enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he came and he looked for me and Jay wanted me here. That is very disturbing. I, I think for Alvi, it would have been very hurtful. To know that, in a sense, he kind of felt betrayed, you know, by by Jay because right. he can't he can't really blame Nate, but he blames Jay for doing for doing that. And, and Jay and, knew what he was doing. Oh, Jay absolutely knew what he was doing. But on the other hand, on Jay's side, you know, because I love Jay so much, you know, he is my absolute favorite character in this show. Isn't it warranted for Jay to be able to do that? You know what I mean? Based off of the way that Alvi treats him, because I mean. We get to see this monumental part where Jay is in the cage with with Nathaniel. Alvi loses his fucking shit to where he actually throws whatever the hell it is that he's drinking at Jay. At Jay, the the and, the green drink. The yeah, and, yeah. And, and Jay's just looking at him like Jay doesn't even lose his shit. No, like, he just Jay's puts just the sunglasses like, on. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's like he he gets a little grouchy in his old age. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, typical Jay response. You you get to see too where Jay is back in the in the gym training. Him and Alvi are going at it. And Alvi's kind of, you know, pushing, you know, pushing Jay and, you know, basically, you know, excuse my language, guys, but, you know, basically calling him a puss in the ring. You know, telling him, like, you know, is this all you got? Well, then Jay kicks him and then Alvi loses his shit again. And Alvi's right. like, you know, you're going to fucking kick me in my ring? Like, this ring is for fighters and blah, blah, blah. And the whole time that's happening, Jay just stays Jay. Like, he doesn't lose. He doesn't doesn't pop off. He doesn't fire back or anything. You know, it comes down to, you know, him and Alvi are having the conversation outside of the the cage. And Jay's just looking at him like, find me a fucking fight. And and let's move on from this. You know what I mean? Because I have, like, I'm so closed to you that... I've got nothing else to say. Let's just make this a business relationship. Like, exactly. I don't, I don't want any fatherly love from you. I just want this to be a business relationship and let's get on with our lives. You know what I mean? And- right. And I think that Jay's character has kind of gone, he's kind of morphed into that position where if I'm going to get any form of, you know, attention from you, it's going to be from fighting. So if I exactly. can at least get that from you. As you, my father, I'm willing to do that. And and he's kind of competing with Ryan because Ryan is, you know, 
trying to get ready for the fight and 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 now Ryan's trying to mess up and Ryan's at the gym you know now that he's living at the gym and he destroys the gym he destroys the gym one night on his drunken night just destroys it and Jay is thinking like okay so you won't talk to me and you won't train me because of my past history but look at what Ryan just did to your gym that's cows that's going to cause you thousands of dollars it's it's kind of like he he's he's trying to make a statement with Alvi, but at the same time he can't be mad at Ryan. He him and Nate and Ryan are like all brothers in a sense. They kind of give each other shit all the time. And right. one of the one of the best scenes that I really like is that, you know, he's Ryan is is pouring his heart out about how hard it was, and he's like, guys, you know, I was in prison. And so Jay and Nate are like, no, really, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. And and so he starts talking, right? And, and you know, it's just that, that brotherly love. And, and so when Ryan messes up the whole gym, I mean, he's breaking these huge mirrors, like from ceiling to ground. And, and Jay's trying to work out and he's jumping rope. And he's just staring at this, you know, plywood, you know, wall and he's jumping rope right. and he's like, Ryan, you know what I would, you know what I think would look great right here? Huge mirrors, like about this big from, yeah. from floor to ceiling right here. And he's like, yeah, I already said I'm going to pay that back, you know, but it's just that bro- like back and forth, just brotherly love. And you see it when they're cutting weight, you see it when they're, you know, trying to train when they're in the in the dragon what they call yes. the, the you know the the hot sun the dry sun where they're they're trying to literally sweat out all their water weight and they call it the dragon which i think is just wonderful i love that the dragon is hungry let's go feed the dragon and they so, walk into the sauna right <laughs> so one of the things that i need to find out and i've been researching and I don't know, maybe this is something that we can ask um, Mr. Jonathan Tucker himself, but the driver's license, they always use the license to scrape off the sweat right. on, the top of, on the top of their heads on, and their, like heads on their shoulders or and stuff on like their that. sleeves. Yes, yeah. Like you see Jay do it to Ryan. You see Nate do it to Jay. Right. You see Ryan do it to a future fighter that comes in in season, in se- season, season two. two. Uh-huh. I want to know what's going on with that. Just like I want to know what's going on with the fucking shakes. What are they putting in the shakes that they love so much? Like, <laughs> and everyone like always comes around. It's like, well, are you going to make one of those for me? And I'm like, what the fuck is in the shake? What and the oatmeal. Yeah, it's and oatmeal, oatmeal and shakes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because it's, it's kind of like, you know, you talk about the training and it's just so intense. And this is another thing that I absolutely love about the show is that it is just so detailed. I mean, the detail from your right, from the driver's license, scraping up, you know, the, the sweat from what they eat, from how they exercise, from how they look. And you see it from even just in season one, from episode to episode to episode, how much they cut. And, and I don't know if, if you've seen this during your, your, your research, but they actually had to go to like MMA camp yes. for, for all of these. And I mean, Nando T, you and I were talking earlier about what, you know, the professionalism that comes to into their characters and how gripping their, their, 
their performances in each and every single one of them. And like, you know, when I talk about, oh, Christina's character, I just can't stand her character. Again, not because she's not a good actor. It's because she's a phenomenal actress is the reason why I can feel that way about her, her character. And you just feel it. And throughout the whole show, anything when it comes to training and, and I mean, we all know, you know, we've, we've hit the gym, we've hit the weights, we've tried to manage our diet and it's not easy. It's dedication Mm -mm. and it's just day in and day out. And that's all you do is think and think and think about if you need to cut weight, what are you going to eat? And you're talking, they all eat this way throughout the whole show. They're yes. all eating this way. And they're so committed, you know, into what they're eating, what they're drinking, what they're putting in their bodies, what they're getting out of their bodies. And it is just so insane how much they do and to we, their bodies. Yes. And one of the cuts that I love so much is Jay's cut because... <laughs> there's interactions between him and Mac <laughs> when he's cutting weight. Oh my God. It's just, it's, it's gold. It I is. can't say it any better. You know what it I mean? Is. We, you know, <laughs> from, from the way that Jay looks at Mac to the response that Jay gives to Mac is just absolutely it's, beautiful. Yes. It's, <laughs> yes. And and he's trying to literally go down a whole other class and Mac is just stuffing his face in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, and I'm glad you brought Mac up because one of my favorite scenes in season one is when they're at the bar. It's in the middle of the day. I mean, the sun is out. <laughs> Jay is drawing a target on Mac's <laughs> nipple. <laughs> And he's and he's pleading to Mac. You know, you talk about this relationship between Jay and Mac, and he Jay is pleading to Mac, please just let me dart you. Just let me let fucking me dart, dart you. you. I need this. I Mac. need this, Mac. And he's grabbing him, and Mac <laughs> just looks at him in his eyes, and he knows he's got to take one for the team. Yeah, and he's exactly. at the bar. Mac doesn't have a shirt on. Jay is asking him to get for him to dart him, and we're talking like like darts guys like an actual dart that you throw like a real dart (laughs) and the girl that is working as as the bartender is like you know are you gonna are you gonna pay for your drink or not (laughs) you know and so they have a bet going on and I have to I and this is gonna be a spoiler alert but because again it's just so hilarious Mac gets a bat and he puts it behind his spine he turns around to face his back to Jay and Jay gets the dart and he (laughs) He's getting ready to throw it. And he's like, okay, okay, here it comes. One. And Mac is like, don't you dare count it. So he's like, okay. So Jay throws the dart and hits Mac in the back. And he's like, are you done? Let's get the fuck out of the bar. He grabs his shirt and they leave. And they talk about like, all right, well, who's going to go pick up Nate now? Right. (laughs) He just changes the subject. Like, who's going to go pick up Nate at the hospital? And I mean, it's just... Episode after episode. I mean, we talk about Jay's roller coaster character throughout, and this is just season one. Just this season is just one. Season guys. one. Just season one. And just like that, time gets away from us because we're having fun. Oh my gosh. You guys can hear it from me and Angela how much we love this show and talking about it. So, Funkaholics, subscribe, download, share. Hit that five-star rating. Help us out. Share with everybody. Tell them what's going on. Tell them what time it is. Tell them that the Funkaholics are here. 
and that we are talking about great things. We hope you enjoy this journey with us. Guys, just remember, new episodes every Wednesday, they're dropping. We are doing a lot of great things. We're bringing on different guests. We've got Angela here with us, you know, Talking Kingdom. And, you know, we're going to go down this road a little bit longer. We've got two more seasons to go. And then we've got a recap that we're going to talk about. So we're hoping that we um, that you enjoy this ride with us and you guys share the love just as much as we do. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Give us your feedback. I know I've been receiving some feedback on people that are, you know, just starting to watch the show and they absolutely fall in love with it. That's what we're here for. We talk about what we love. And right now, the love is all for Kingdom. Download it on Netflix, stream it. Like I said, talk to me and Angela. Let us know how much you love it. And we'll go from there. Angela, anything you want to leave us with? Yes. So the season ended with this fabulous quote from Albie. And he says, am I one of the weak or am I one of the strong? (laughs) 